You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got a great show for you here today on Get Connected. Later, we'll uh, be talking with the folks over at PayPal on how to stay ahead of cyber thieves this holiday season. Billions of dollars was spent online, even through mobile uh, smartphones and tablets, uh, during the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales, Andy. So uh, you got to know that there's uh, some uh, thievery going on as well. It's like the old some saying. Fraud. It's the old saying, Mike, fish where the fish are. <laughs> exactly. If people are buying online, then that's where you want to go if you're a cyber thief. So how much of a problem is it? And uh, what are some of the things uh, that you can do to uh, uh, make sure that you're not a victim of uh, fraud uh, this season? I'm loving online shopping, Andy. That is like the best thing to happen to Christmas for me in a long time. So question for you. We were looking at the stats for Cyber or so Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Yep. And what they said is there's a huge jump that people are purchasing on their mobile devices. Yes. Have you been doing that? I purchase stuff on my mobile device. I've done that for years yeah, now. Not, see, I feel like I'm old school because I'm like, I'm still going to my laptop to look at it. Oh, you're old school because you're going to your laptop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not in the whole mobile. Like I was on Amazon the other day and I know I'm getting old because I'm looking for like deals on vegetable seeds. Yeah. Because like you can get a really good deal oh my on gosh. Amazon. Oh my gosh. And um, yeah, I like to look at it on a big screen just to be able to see everything. Yeah, I no, I, there's no question I like that. But sometimes you're just out and about and just kind of strikes you, oh, I need this, or I should get this, or maybe you've got some spare time on the train. That's a slippery slope. It, it is a bit of a slippery because slope. Because anytime you have dead time, you could start shopping. Yes. And if you're impulsive, like I think you are and I am. Yeah. Um, you're going to have a lot of seeds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have way more vegetable <laughs> seeds than I need. A lot of sunflower seeds. <laughs> Actually, I was looking. Funny you mentioned that. You can buy these giant sunflower seeds, like these mammoths. They grow like 15 feet. You're really into that. You know what? I tried it a couple of years ago, yeah. but they need a lot of water. So I had spent like the whole summer trying to water this thing, but now I'm automating it. So I'm going to self-water it on a timer. Oh my God. I'm actually going to hook it up. There's these new taps that hook up with your smartphone yeah. and you can schedule when you want watering. So this is my experiment this spring and I'm going to grow the largest sunflowers if we get good weather like we did last year. Do you year. even like sunflower seeds? No, I just wanted something that's like... 15 feet high and, and be like, yep. <laughs> like tying it to a pole because it's so big. It's going to fall over. Well, uh, speaking about e-commerce, uh, you know, you obviously shop online. Yeah. You must have accounts at different e-commerce sites. I do. You do? I do, yes. So I want you to think now, over the past 10, 10 years or longer of you being on the internet, how many profiles or accounts have you set up at different websites, e-commerce sites, social media sites? Can you even hazard to guess right now? I know where you're going with this. Yeah. And I'm scared to use this service because I'm going to find that information out. It's, uh, it, it will be mind-boggling. Well, just think about it. I, I, I sign up for stuff all the time. You know, I'm, I try to be careful about signing up for accounts, but, you know, I've got like a Cineplex account. I've got a London Drugs account, uh, you know, App, Amazon account, Apple account. I mean, it could be in the hundreds. Yeah. Really. So that is kind of a dangerous thing as well, because I bet, like most of us, you're probably not even using 80% of them anymore. But your data and your accounts are still out there. Yes. So that's kind of a danger. You know, we hear about all these hackers all the time hacking into these different e-commerce websites and and social sites and basically stealing username, passwords, and uh, private information. So, you know, it, it only makes sense. The less of you out there... Uh, the harder it will be for hackers to get information on you. So 
it's difficult because you probably don't even remember all the stuff you've signed up for. But so, chances are you're using the same password that you <laughs> no used kidding. back then. No kidding. It's so funny. There was this one site I haven't used for like five years and I had to get into it again. And I just thought, I don't remember this password. Then I thought, you know what? What would I have done? <laughs> <laughs> or what password am I using now? Yeah. And I typed it in and it worked and that yeah. was sad. Uh, so there is a website that you can go to. Uh, go to and uh, it's called DeceitMe, and that's spelled D-E-S-E-A-T dot me. And this website helps you try to figure out all these different things that you've signed up for and then gives you the links to go directly to their unsubscribe page or you know their delete page, essentially. So uh, what you do is you go to this website. You have to sign in with your Google account, and then it scans your email, and it goes through all of your emails to try to figure out what kind of things you are signed up for, and it brings back a huge list with direct links to the unsubscribe to all of those things. Well, that's the only caveat here, Mike, is that this Deceit Me, what it's going to do is go through your entire email archive. Now, they say that all of this is happening on your computer and not on their servers because that's one thing that people are worried about is, will this company take all of my emails and keep that data? But they are saying, no, no, we're, we're actually not trying to do that. The way that we can track all of these different sites is by going through your emails to get those confirmation emails you always get when you sign up to a new account. I like this. Yes. There's, there's another website called just delete.me as well. Uh, it doesn't scan your email from what I understand. It just gives you a huge list of all the different online services. So you, it might jog your memory and then you can click in. When I was hearing the story, I was kind of thinking like this would be an interesting experiment to do because I've been online, I think, since 1995. Yeah, me too. What if, what if we just like erase our online press? Start fresh. Just, you know, blank slate. Just delete yourself from How the internet. You? There's so much of you out there, right? Well, you know, with these services, you yeah. could probably track it down and erase your, yourself from the internet and then try to start over. It's like, it's like getting a new identity 2.0, but with the same name that you have. But are you concerned that you have all this stuff out there? Like, I think about it and there's like, I must have a few hundred. Yeah, oh, Absolutely. Um, and there are different ways. And you know what's really scary these days is now what they do f to sign up to certain sites is log in with my Facebook account or log in yes. through Google. Yes. And so that's an easy way. If you go within Facebook or Google, you can find the third-party sites that you have logged in on. Yes. So that's an easy way. And you can unsubscribe from them there. And then you can unsubscribe. So that's a good first step for a lot of people is just to see what you've done because it, they make it so convenient to log into these sites now. But again, your information is being passed. And a lot of the time... That information is valuable and they will sell it. So they make it hard for you to unsubscribe to certain sites because they want that data. And you don't even know if, even if you unsubscribe, is that data erased or is it still somewhere where they can sell it? And that's the thing. Like uh, a lot of these hackers have gotten into these sites and they've exposed all these usernames and passwords. And many times it's a bunch of deleted ones as well. Yeah. People that have actually gone in and deleted their accounts, that's right. they weren't totally deleted. It's which is scary. Of, it's another old saying. They said, if you're, if you're not paying for something, you're not the customer, you're the product. <laughs> and <laughs> That is so true. And, and that's because your data is the product, essentially. You're listening to Get Connected right now, your guide to technology. We've got a great show ahead. Uh, we'll be talking with the folks at PayPal about uh, cyber thieves and, and fraud. Uh, this holiday season, it's a must-listen to. And also, coming up after this break, skinny TV packages. They've been out for uh, about a year now, and as of December 1st uh, of this year here, 
you're supposed to be able to pick and choose the specific channels you want. Well, we'll be talking with the folks over at openmedia.ca on how that's all going. You're listening to Get Connected. We'll be back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio today. Later on, we'll be talking uh, with the folks at PayPal about uh, cyber thieves and fraud during the uh, holiday season. I want to talk about uh, skinny love now. Skinny love. Skinny... uh, Cable love. Skinny cable love. Uh, The CRTC has mandated the cable providers uh, offer a skinny TV package, 25 bucks a month for the most basic of uh, channels. And as of December 1st, they're supposed to now offer consumers the choice of exactly what channels they want. On the line, we've uh, got one of our friends from over uh, at Open Media, Katie Anderson, the digital rights specialist. Thanks for joining us today, Katie. Thanks for having me. So uh, a new era has been ushered in into the cable TV market in Canada. Should we rejoice? We should. I mean, it's definitely a step in the right direction, but we have to keep a close eye on um, that the rules actually are obeyed and and take effect. As far as the skinny TV packages, uh, they've been out for a little while now. Has there been much uptake on them? They haven't. So they've been out since about March, but... um, TV providers actually were telling um, their customer service representatives not to tell customers about the packages. Um, so a lot of people didn't know about them, and then even if they did, when they tried to call their providers, they were finding that they weren't getting any information about them at all and were being steered in the wrong direction. Um, so we were finding that actually not a ton of people were able to pick them up unless they had a, a, a ton of knowledge and did a whole bunch of research about it beforehand. Well, it's interesting because I actually phoned my cable provider back uh, a couple months ago just to kind of go through my package. I like to do that every so often to see if I can get a better deal. And at no at no time did they mention the Skinny TV package uh, at all. I had to bring it up myself. Yeah, uh, that happened with most providers. And actually this week at uh, some CRTC hearings in Ottawa, Bell admitted for the first time that they had actual training documents for their customer service rep- representatives that were leading people away from these uh, new packages. It always seems that Bell is behind a lot of this stuff. <laughs> they don't seem very nice. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's look at, um, so December 1st here, uh, the cable providers have to offer pick and pay, essentially, right? Yeah, so that's the idea that customers can decide, can build their own packages and really pick, um, you know, the exact channels that they want instead of what's normally offered together with the uh, packages. And often you're finding that, you know, maybe you want one channel, but then your your package is bundled with, you know, six or seven that you know you're never going to watch anyway, that you end up paying for. So have you had a chance to look at some of the, uh, the pricing for, for the channels? I have a little bit. I mean, it was supposed to be packages were around $25 a month, but we're finding that um, at least for the skinny the skinny packages that were offered in November, in March that cable providers were, for instance, like making customers buy a set-top box as well, which they didn't have to do for other for the other channels' packages. Uh, they were putting a lot of hidden fees into that so that even though it was a $25 basic cable package, yeah. when you added everything up, you're still paying a lot of money. Yeah, so I, I know, uh, you know you can go on their websites now uh, and actually look at all the channels and the different pricing tiers. Uh, but I guess that's the, the thing, Katie. Um, yes, you can buy individual channels now, but typically the more popular channels 
are obviously going to be more money than uh, some of the, the less popular ones. Yes, and because of outdated rules, we're finding that for some channels, like, for instance, HBO, which a lot of people would like to buy on its own, um, is packaged in this old way so that it's attached to another channel. So within the new rules, you actually can't pick it by itself. Um, so that's one I know that like I would like to have on its own and a lot of other people would, but uh, it's packaged with something else. So what we want to see the CRTC do is actually make it so that all channels are able to, you know, be able to pick on their own. But Katie, you know, Consumers, a lot of consumers are already used to getting subscription services to things like Netflix, and that's about what nine ninety nine a month. And if, let's just say that a typical average channel costs three dollars. As a consumer, you're looking at this, going, "Do I want these three channels or do I want Netflix?" And I think that's going to be one of the the tipping points is that the prices need to go down to compete with the online streaming services that are offered. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what we want to see is more competition, so that um, those prices are being driven down. I wonder if it's fair, though, because uh, the cable providers, uh, uh, they have a lot of other fees and stuff that they have to pay in to. They have to provide money for uh, independent production, Canadian content uh, in Canada. And a lot of these American over-the-top services uh, like Netflix, Amazon uh, apparently coming into town uh, very soon, uh, they, they don't play by the same rules. So is it really a level playing field at this point? It's not, and that's a great question, but it's, it's hard to mandate, um, you know, how you can make Netflix fair versus broadcasting channels in Canada. Um, I, it's a really good question, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to look at con- consumer choice, and consumers are going to pick the best option for them. Um, and if that's nine ninety nine for Netflix, I mean, that's the choice that they're going to make. Katie, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much. That was Katie Anderson, digital rights specialist over at uh, Open Media, talking about the uh, the skinny cable rules uh, as far as cable TV packages. But, you know, it's an interesting thing, Andy. Uh, Netflix and even Amazon, uh, they're going to be coming in with their prime video service that's been available in the U.S., kind of a Netflix uh, competitor. Uh, these guys are giant. They're multi-billion dollar companies that have much deeper pockets than our broadcasters up here in Canada do. So uh, what what is fair? Like, do we care as Canadians? Because if they come in, uh, you know, Canadian content's going to take a big hit. Well, you can't change how the markets are moving like this, well, right? You, like you can. CRTC can make laws. Well, they, they need to, like, revamp the entire kind of framework of how they treat it because the way that we're getting our content is much different than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. And look what Netflix did this week when they said you can now download Netflix shows. I think that was in direct re- retaliation to Amazon Video because that was a service or a feature that uh, was Well, that is there. an interesting feature. So Netflix is typically a streaming service. You have to have a box or a smart TV for that. Uh, now with your tablet or your iPhone, if you're going on a road trip or on an airplane, obviously that, you know, in many cases doesn't have internet access, you can actually download some of your favorite shows so you can watch it when you don't have Wi-Fi. Yes. Which is kind of cool. And it's very similar to what Spotify already does with yes. their with their music service. So a lot of people are going to get used to this. Like, think about me. I'm the perfect person to get a skinny cable package because I don't have cable. But I still look at that. I, I look at the price difference. And I I'm know, like, but... Well, how do you feel about Canadian content? Like, should we be protecting that? Uh, absolutely, but I think... But if if we're not making Netflix and Amazon pay to, you know, 
put into the pot for Canadian producers to make Canadian content, it's going to disappear. Does even do they have legislate? Are they allowed to do that? Who? Like the government asked Netflix to pay oh, into yeah. it because I know they've been you, part of the be hearings. Surprised what the government can do? I've, I've seen them part of the yeah. hearings, but. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah, of course they're saying no, Uh, but their argument is that they do spend a lot of money on Canadian production. A lot of their shows are actually produced up here and filmed in Vancouver and Toronto. So, uh, you know, there's arguments, all sorts of arguments for that. And now even the CBC, from what I'm reading, uh, they've made a proposal to the government to go ad-free. Yes. They'll obviously need more taxpayer money, but maybe that's one of the answers. Like, you know, we fund a public broadcaster that is the vanguard of uh, Canadian content and culture. Could be, yes. Difficult questions. Yeah. We're going to have to uh, take a break coming uh, up, but uh, when we come back, we've got uh, lots more to talk about. Super important. We've got PayPal uh, on the line. They'll be talking about cyber thieves this holiday season. Billions of dollars are being spent online now, so obviously there's uh, a lot of room for cyber thieves and fraud, so we'll be looking uh, at uh, what's happening with that. Of course, we've got Christina Stoyanova with App of the Week later on in the program, and we'll uh, go open line taking some of your tech calls and questions. You're listening to Get Connected. We'll be back shortly after this. We're talking tech today, of course, as we do every show. Later on, we'll be uh, chatting with Christina Stoyanova about App of the Week. We'll also uh, take a few of your tech calls and questions. Coming into the holiday season here, probably need some buying advice. We can help you out with that. And uh, Andy, the contest. Giving away on Bluetooth speaker from JBL. This is uh, the Flip 3, and it's a nice portable Bluetooth speaker. Also works as a speakerphone, has echo-canceling speakerphone quality, so no matter where you are, it's going to sound crisp and clear. And with JBL Connect, you can connect multiple speakers together to create your own multi-room sound. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, to enter and win the JBL Flip 3 Bluetooth speaker. JBL, they make fantastic speakers, They're too. I mean, these are really good. Yeah. I, I was a big fan of Logitech. They have the Ultimate Ear series. Yeah. But now JBL, it's, they're like... Starting, oh, how fickle to, you are. You're <laughs> on to the new speaker in my, town. My loyalties are moving over to another, <laughs> another company. Well, hit our website if you want a chance to win. Again, getconnectedmedia.com and go to the contest page. So many people are doing online shopping now, Andy. I try to do most of my Christmas shopping that way. It's just so much more convenient. But obviously, uh, we do have to be concerned about cyber thieves and fraud. On the line right now, we've uh, got our friend from uh, PayPal Canada, Carrie Reynolds. Thanks for joining us, Carrie. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you. Uh, so the numbers are impressive about uh, how much online shopping has happened uh over Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and, and coming into Christmas time, uh, you know, estimates of over ninety-one billion dollars. But how concerned should we be about uh, online fraud and and cyber thieves? Well, I think you know, as we're seeing more and more people uh, gravitating to the web to make their holiday shopping a little bit easier, you know, people are obviously taking advantage of some of the security options that are out there. So, and, and obviously, uh, you know, PayPal security has always been at the core of our DNA. And one of the things that people will consciously choose PayPal at at checkout because of some of the things that we do that are very different from other other payment channels. So, for example. You know, when you choose uh, a wallet like PayPal, we never share your financial details with the seller that you're buying from. So basically what that means is if you're out there and you're putting, let's say you're shopping at, at 20, 30 different websites, you're giving your credit card to 20 or 30 different people. Whereas with PayPal, it stays with us and that relationship is protected uh, between you and the seller. 
Well, it's interesting. Uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, Andy and I were talking about this service called uh, uh, Me. Yeah. Uh, basically a service that helps you go in and unsubscribe from all these sites that uh, uh, oh. you've signed up for. <laughs> so, you know, to your point, uh, and the reason why we're recommending it is because... Uh, you know, I myself have signed up for hundreds of these websites, and I can't even think about how many actually have my credit card information. And with all these yeah. hacks going on, that scares the hell out of me. Well, there's all kinds of other things, too, that, that I, I mean, it, the security is definitely one part of it. And with PayPal, that means as well that if for some reason anything did happen to your credit card that you're using as a funding source, you could just go to one spot on PayPal and make that change as opposed to going to every single site that you've ever been to and making that uh, that change to your, your pre-authorized payment. So that's actually another convenience of using a digital wallet like PayPal. Uh, how ubiquitous is PayPal with all these e-commerce sites? You know, we're all over uh, both Canada and the globe, actually. We've got 250,000 businesses that we work with in Canada alone. And so that ranges from some of your bigger, iconic retailers like Hudson Bay and Roots and Indigo. But then also, you know, there are so many small businesses that accept PayPal. And one of the big trends that we've seen this year is more and more people are actually choosing to shop locally this year. And that's for a variety of reasons wanting to support the Canadian economy, also because of our dollar. But with a payment option like PayPal, that means that you can feel really confident if you're shopping even from a smaller retailer across the country in the East Coast, or even if you're supporting someone in the northern of BC or even someone just down the block. Um, And what kind of uh, numbers are we seeing now uh, as far as uh, shopping trends coming into this Christmas season? Obviously, it's going to be an increase uh, from uh, previous years. Absolutely. Well, Black Friday was just such a banner day for us. I I got some of the numbers and I was blown away. And they gave us things like there were $15,000 processed every second. Wow. Every second. (laughs) That's crazy. I know. It's pretty incredible. And one third of our total payment volume was actually on mobile, which is uh, also a trend this year. We're seeing more and more people using their mobile phone to check out very quickly. Carrie, I don't know if you saw this stat. I think I read it somewhere uh, online. They said the single biggest purchase someone made this year uh, uh, with PayPal was seventy-one thousand dollars. Yeah, that, so I have I have fifty-three thousand US. So yeah, that that translates to about that in Canadian. That's pretty incredible. Eh? <laughs> oh, I wonder what they bought for. 50- I have no idea, but I know our top category with PayPal is fashion. So we definitely see a lot of purchases coming through the fashion category, and also electronics is a very close second. And and how do you guys make money? Us personally, well, we actually work with all of the merchants uh, that we that we work with, and there's a small, very portion of their sales that does go to PayPal. But the best thing for consumers is that using PayPal is absolutely free. So you get all of the protection of PayPal Wallet, as well as some of the protection that we offer after checkout with at no added cost. Carrie, I understand that you know another great feature of PayPal is when you want to pay somebody or send money or, or receive money. Uh, I understand you have a Siri integration as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this is brand new. So we're very excited about it. Starting, it was uh, November 10th, actually, was the first time that PayPal users could use Siri to actually ask or request sending money through this type of an integration. Um, so it's that it's all you have to do is basically hit your Siri and say, Siri, pay $10 to whoever your friend is, and that will actually initiate a PayPal money transfer transaction. Mike, I might get an iPhone now, <laughs> just so I could get you to send me some money. Uh, so, but when you tell Siri that, do you have to give a password or anything, or it you don't need to because it's all within your iPhone? 
It's all within your iPhone. So it's integrated. You know, you've already got your password. Uh, um, I personally have my password attached to, you have to have the PayPal app. And yep. so my thumbprint is actually my password within the app as well. So, you know, there's all these great options to make your life simpler this season in a very secure and simple way as well. Hey, Siri, get Andy to send me $200. <laughs> It's a good thing I'm on Android. <laughs> it's it's not working. Well, I'll figure I'll figure the details out on that. Uh, obviously, people can find out more information at PayPal.com. Uh, PayPal.ca for Canada. Yes, that's Fan- fantastic. Thanks for joining us, Carrie. Great. Thanks so much. That was uh, Carrie Reynolds. She's the head of consumer marketing over at PayPal Canada. You can get more information about all this stuff at PayPal.ca. We're going to open up the phone lines, taking any tech calls or questions for the next segment, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, anywhere in North America, 1-877-399-9898. Back after this. If you're feeling lost or need some buying advice for tech gadgets, give us a call. We're going to go open line, kind of be your on-air tech support, 604-280-9898. 1-877-399-9898. I'd also like to hear from someone that has a skinny package, cable package, to see if they're happy with it and what their total price is after everything. <laughs> 300 <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. You just do the math. I did, I did that. I got the skinny package, but then I added a few things on. I was up to $70. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to end up paying. fat package pretty quick. We're going to end up paying the same amount yes. that, that we did before, but just get less. We only get what you pay for now. You got uh, all your Christmas gifts ready? Actually, mm-hmm. after the show, I, I've on my calendar yep. put out some time to go and buy Christmas gifts. I hope my mom's not listening, but you know what I need that's really hard to buy? What? Wool. My mom's really into knitting. Yeah. And so I've been like looking to, for this merino wool, and it's hard to get. Like, Can't you a, find that online? Well, I, that's what I thought. But the thing is, they have artificial wool. Oh, well, I've done a lot of research on yeah, this. Yeah, you right? know your wool now. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, how do I find genuine good wool? I don't know anything about wool without taking my mom. So I'm going to try today. If it doesn't work, I'm just going to take her with me to like a fabric store and just tell her to buy what wool she wants. Uh, I'm going to be away uh, this week coming up. That's gonna right. Go away uh, a little trip down to Vegas, win some money. Uh, you're going to be doing the global news segment Monday morning. What do you got? Thanks for uh, making me get up nice and early there. <laughs> Monday morning. You're welcome. The, the hit o'clock show. Well, uh, it's it's we do a lot of gift guides during December for for Get Connected, especially on the uh, on the global segment. So what we're going to show is a gift idea for that man in your life that you don't know what to get, but you know what they like, and it's a it's from a company called Man Crates. Man Crates, like yeah, a crate, like a crate, a manly one. It's a very manly crate. It comes in a crate, like a wooden crate. Yeah. With a crowbar to open it up. It's about as manly as you can get. That sounds pretty manly. And what they've done is they have different themes for that man in your life. So if they are someone like me, have a beard, you can get a beard kit inside there. <laughs> if you're into like technology, like retro tech, there's yep. a retro tech man crate that has like super NES games inside there with a little portable console. No. That you can play with, yes. And candy. They put candy in there as well because... That's what you so get. you're going to be uncrating these? So we're going to, I'm going to bring two of these crates yeah. with the crowbars. <laughs> Monday morning. <laughs> On a Monday morning. 8 a.m. Op- yeah. Open these crates to see what's inside these man crates. So um, it's, a, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's a good idea if you know what someone's into. Like yeah. They could be into barbecuing. You can get a barbecue crate. Um, but the thing is, you just don't know what's really inside. No. Until... 
But it's part of that experience. And you got to thank Apple for doing that because opening up a box. An Apple box, yeah. Well, Apple really made that the experience. And I think a lot of other companies are starting to realize that it, you have to take a lot of um, effort into your packaging to make that experience feel good. Uh, and don't forget, we uh, post those uh, global news segments that we do uh, up on our Facebook uh, webpage. Yes. So you want to be, be our friend. Yes. You just go on to Facebook and type in Get Connected. Uh, you sound really confident about this. Well, there's, there's, it's, it's confusing. It's, there's the YouTube channel is Get Connected TV Show. Yeah. The Twitter account is Get Connected Now. Yeah. And I think just, Facebook. Just, just search Get Connected on Facebook. You'll find it. Yes. <laughs> we got a call here. We got Steve out in White Rock. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Um, talking about cable, I worked in it for 20 years. Yeah. And, um, you know, up where you guys live, uh, I guess you live in Amble Green or something. Yep. And down there, the border is probably across from the Tudor. Um, where you are, down the street from you, are 140th and 20th, I think it was. They used to have a antenna farm, as they called it, when it was White Rock Cable. Okay. Anyways, the new cable situation, they're printing out the prices... Oh, a few months ago, uh, most cable people do not pay more than 1.56, oh, 1.5 cents a channel. Yep. And then they resell it on an average between 2 and $10 plus tax. A little bit of a markup, yeah. <laughs> but... You know, I mean, there's no local content like in White Rock there. Yeah. It's on King George there. Yeah. And it used to be a 90% or, no, 50% content where the people would, you know, the local people would be on air there, but not anymore. Yeah, it's uh, obviously been consolidated uh, over time, and I guess that's one of the challenges that even the CRTC is trying to address right now. Uh, you know, how can they keep local content uh, alive? Uh, because obviously, as it gets more expensive to produce this content, and there's so much more competition, a lot of these uh, community, you know, yeah, community based. stations have been shut down, and, and the broadcasters have consolidated a lot of uh, even their news uh, channels as well. So uh, a lot of them will actually have one main. Uh, you know, broadcast center like in Vancouver, for example, yeah. and that will service a lot of the outlying communities uh, as well. Yeah, they're just basically trying to keep the production cost down, the overhead of having multiple different studios. So they try to use one and then push it out. Yeah, but that comes at an expense of kind of the local, local community feel, style. Yeah. So, like, will we ever see another Wayne's World? <laughs> uh, probably not. It'll probably be on a YouTube channel. We're going to have to take another break. When we come back, we've got Christina with App of the Week. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here. It's that time of the week. We've got Christina in studio with App of the Week. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. What do you got this week? I have a Google app, so Andy will be excited because oh. he's perked right up. <laughs> no longer watching the sports highlights. <laughs> uh, it's called PhotoScan. Um, this is pretty cool. So you know how you have those shoe boxes of old photos sitting somewhere? Yes. And you don't know what to do with them? Well, in a lot of cases, if you want to capture those memories, like I have some old photos from when I was a kid and my parents, you know, have some old photos and I've been meaning for a while to actually scan, scan those. Them? Uh, but 
you got to have a scanner, and I mean, there's a lot of great scanners on the market, but it's just I could take all the photos out of the photo album, yeah. and yeah. that's the pain in the butt for me. Not only that, you got to those... like like create a file name for it afterwards. Well, or... you know what the big thing for me is? Um, my parents put all these old photos in photo albums, yeah, and they are literally stuck in there now. No, yeah. they are. I, know I, what you mean. I don't know how the heck I'm going to get them out. I think you might have to cut them out. Exacto knife. Uh, no, I don't like it's those photo. I know, albums. it's the plastic yeah. on top. It's a plastic on top, yeah. and then they're on like oh. some hard cardboard. Th- There's no way I'm cutting through that. Yeah. But anyway, so... Anyway, uh, PhotoScan lets you scan your photos with your phone. Okay, so that could work. Yeah. Because I could just take the plastic film off, which is easy, and then just take a picture? Yeah, so it actually has an edge detection, and it'll straighten your photos and all of that. Is that the only difference between the regular camera on your phone? with this app is that it can align it? Um, well, there's edge detection, so that's one big thing. Um, but also it lets you restore them a little bit. It has some of those. Yeah, some of them are getting kind of faded, so that it would be good if there's some sort of restoration feature built uh You know what's funny? Uh, every year I say I'm going to do this during the holidays, like yeah. during Christmas when all the family get together. I tell everyone to bring their photo albums. Yeah get like a master scanner yeah. and then you just get like your 10-year-old nephew or something and be like, here, here's Go. your job. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to just sit here and do this and then take turns and just have like an archive and put it all up in the cloud. I think a lot of people, like you said, these these old photos, they're going to disintegrate one day. Yeah. So somehow faded. we all need to digitize those old content. Not only that, but the VHS tapes that I know everybody has as well. And so is this just for Android right now? Uh, no, it's available on iOS as well. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool app and, and it lets much? you, it's free Oh, and, it, Google. and it's Google. integrating with Google photos. So then you can back all those photos up right to Google photo and the name of it again, photo scan, photo scan by Google. I'm going to try this out this yeah. weekend. So, so I say, let's <laughs> <laughs> see how it goes. Photo scan by Google available for Android and iPhone. Looks like that's all the time we have left. I want to thank Andy Barrar, my co-host and producer, and of course, Christina, for coming into the studio with her weekly app segments. We'll see you again next time.